Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. This season is a study of Colossians. Read it, study it, and live it. Here's Jacqueline. Colossians chapter 2. We've read it a time or two. We've studied it. We've asked our questions. We're continuing, I believe, in seeking our answers. Correct me if I'm wrong. You could read the same passage and study the same passage for years and still have a new question and still have a new answer to seek. May we never stop asking. May we never stop seeking. Today we get to live Colossians 2. I love the smiles that just came with the idea of like, we're ready, right? Pastor Steve here at Eagle Christian Church always says, let's put feet to the message. This is the segment of Colossians we're in. We're ready to put feet to the message. Colossians chapter two, starting in verse number one, it says, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea. Remember all that we've read, all that we've studied, looking at your pronouns, looking at who you are in the story, remembering the author and where he is and remembering Laodicea and where they are. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. And then his pronoun shifts right here. And this is very interesting to me. He says that their hearts may be encouraged. He's writing this letter to us as a you, but yet he wants us as the receiver of these words to look at their hearts as if I, as the reader, I'm looking at your heart. And as you, as the reader are looking at my heart, and you're reading this letter and you're getting this information and you're gleaning these words within your own soul, but your eyes are looking out at those around you, at the very bride of Christ that surrounds you. Isn't that a beautiful twist of pronoun? Be selfish, be selfish, be so very selfish when you're in the word of God. But in your selfishness, look at the bride of Christ that surrounds you. And here's what you look for, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all, every single one, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is who? Christ Jesus in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom, in whom are hidden all the treasures of knowledge. Heavenly Father, Colossians 2 is laid open before you once again. We sit here at your feet. We sit before your treasure and we ask that you open up our eyes. We ask that you speak to our ears. We ask that you fill our very soul with your understanding. What a big request to ask, but you say that through your word, we can have that, to have your understanding, to glean your wisdom and to be filled with your knowledge. How great are those prayer requests that sit before us free for us to attain. 
I pray that you'll help us to never stop reading Colossians 2, that we'll never stop asking and seeking questions, knocking on the door of Scripture. But Heavenly Father, I pray now that you help us to live it. Help it to seep into us so much that it just pours out to the bride that surrounds us. I pray that you'll go before, go before today's message, go before today's lesson, and hold all of us together. Knit us together in your love through your word. I thank you so much for my sisters. I thank you so much for this gift of women inseparable. We give it right back to you, dear Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Colossians 2, as is any passage in the Bible, you can pick this thing up, you can open it up, and you can apply everything that we've learned in this whole Colossians study to any passage. Anything can come to life when we read it, when we study it. It happens. Colossians 2 tells us specifically, remember where their information came from. Remember to whom it's written to, and it's always you. And to always keep your eyes open to those around you. Keep them open so you can encourage them, so you can knit them together in love, so you can teach them how to reach all, all the riches. We see the word all everywhere in the Bible, don't we? Whenever you see the name Jesus, you see the word all. He's all things to all people always and forever. Jesus is all. And he says, in me, may you have all. As if we're a little girl sitting in front of an open treasure chest that's filled with treasure. Do you remember that moment when you were little and you got to dig into your grandma's jewelry box? Can you smell her jewelry box? My grandmother and her sister, Romaine, had a collection of costume jewelry from back in the day. And there was a white treasure box, and you'd open the lid and the shelves, you know? I I see the nods of recognition. You would just, like an original caboodle, rings everywhere. I love rings. I think I know why I love rings. I was introduced to a ring when I was a little, little girl. These treasures. My Aunt Romaine and my grandmother would say, you could try on whatever you want. They let me wear their their jewelry as a little girl to Kmart. They let me do that. And every piece was so beautiful and so unique. And I would sit there, a little girl, and I would hold one jewelry and just examine the whole thing. I would put that on every single finger. It didn't fit one of them, but every finger knew what it felt like to have that ring on them. I loved this jewelry. This is where we are when we open up the Word of God. This is what you get to behold. And you sit there and you say, but I don't know all the things good good. Don't know all the things. Right now, sit before that jewelry, sit before that treasure chest, and behold that one jewel, that one that catches your eye, that one, pick it up, hold it. And you say, but it's just one, and look at all the riches. Good. Look at all the riches, but behold that one. And this is the beauty of the word there in verse 2. 
we're sitting and we're picturing ourselves in front of all these jewels and we're beholding that one that we can handle that our eyes are so zoned into and we sit there and we say that their hearts may be encouraged and all of a sudden we're not by ourselves before this jewelry box we're not by ourselves in front of this treasure chest we're sitting there and we look to our right and we've got another little girl sitting next to us looking beholding this treasure and she's sitting there holding the one that caught her eye. And you look at each other and I have mine and she has hers and we now have two. And we're beholding all the riches that we can handle at that time. Can you handle all the riches? Think about that. We want it all. We can't handle all of it. But we have access to it all at all times for whatever season we're going through. How beautiful is our God. And we sit there as two and we're knit together in love and we encourage one another and we look over here and there's another little girl that has her jewel. And all of a sudden we have three and we're giggling and we're swapping and we're trying them on and we're growing in this treasure, all of it. How beautiful is it to be a woman? Isn't, doesn't jewelry just do something? The power of jewels of riches, we just sit there and it's not so much that our flesh is like, oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's that peace deep inside of our soul as a girl that just wants to behold the beauty of our God. And we think of Psalm 27 where there's three things that we desire of our God. And one of them is to behold the beauty of God. This is where God has taken us in this passage that through these treasures, through the riches of full assurance, we may encourage one another, knit together one another in love, and to be fully assured in His understanding. And you say, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. Why? Ask why. Don't demand an answer. Why is a good thing to say? It's a question to ask. If you're not asking questions, you won't find answers. Ask why. If you have a season of tears, ask why in tears. If you have a season of weakness, ask why in weakness. Why is not a bad word. It's when we stand up, stomp our feet, walk away demanding an answer right here, right now for that why. That's when things get tough. That's when our flesh gets in the way. But when we sit there, and we behold that treasure chest, all of a sudden, for that moment when we were thinking about all those riches, I have a feeling we weren't thinking so much about our physical health. We weren't thinking so much about that heartache that we woke up with, that season that we went to bed with. Our eyes were set as if we were sitting with Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, seeking the things that are above, setting our eyes on heavenly things. It's amazing what happens when we live what Scripture tells us to do. All riches for His understanding, for His knowledge, His knowledge being Jesus Christ. Verses 6 through 14, we got to read and we've got to study. So we're going to pass over those verses and go down to 16 and finish from here in today's study on how to live Colossians. 
as we read through these verses, my request is don't leave that treasure chest. Don't leave that jewelry box. Wherever you are, stay right there. Keep that. And every time you open up the treasure box, keep that visual in your head. This right here is all riches. You have every jewel imaginable that you can try on every finger at all time. And you can even take it to Kmart. Except that maybe not, because I don't know if there's any Kmarts open anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is yours for free. Through the blood and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, this is nothing more than an amazing treasure box for you to behold one word. Let that one word, that one verse, that one moment with your God go before you, to sit with you, to stand with you, to move you where you need to be. And as you move where you need to be, keep your eyes on the very bright of Christ. There comes a warning in this chapter. Sometimes when we're sitting there (laughs) before that jewelry box, a sister will come and close the lid with a snap. Not to say that ever happened. Not to say of an older sister that would take the jewels off my fingers and put them back and close it up. (laughs) I have two older sisters. I'm the baby sister. I guarantee that has happened (laughs) many times. There's always somebody that's going to come at you. Somebody that you love, somebody that you know, somebody that you have no idea who they are. And their voice is going to come at you. And your eyes are set and you're beholding all riches. And over here is a voice. And in this voice, they're wanting you to draw your eye away from all the understanding, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the jewels for you to behold and look this way. That's what this passage is talking about. Here's the warning. Verse 16. Therefore... Let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and questions of drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. You're sitting here beholding all riches and somebody is giving you a to not list. Have you ever had a to not list? Mm-hmm. And we sit there and we want to hold this jewel and it's sparkling and it's big and it's almost so bright we can't even comprehend what we're holding and we're holding it and we're thinking oh oh yeah I need to wash my hands first so we put the jewel back and we go and we say before I can touch the jewel before I can go in there let me go wash my hands let me go get this area of my life right. I'm not worthy. You're right. I'm not worthy to be at the treasure chest. And it's almost as if they put a veil in front of the treasure chest, blocking the brightness of the treasure that only the holy of holies can go to. Have you ever had somebody do that to you? Have you ever done that to yourself? Say, I was right there. I could almost taste it. I almost wrapped my head around the understanding that I know the Lord was seeking to put into my mind. And I got in my own way because I remembered who I was. 
and I got scared and I ran and I'm not worthy. Friend, our Savior came to seek and to save who? The lost. He loved you where you were the day you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If that happened yesterday, He loved you yesterday. Do you know how much He loves you today? Exactly the same that He loved you yesterday. And you say, but I'm not good enough to behold all the riches. He says, erase that. Remember what we talked about last week. You stand before the throne of God and Jesus says, do you see my friend? She's what? Holy. She's blameless. My friend is above reproach. And in that, the veil disappears again because Jesus erased that through his death on the cross mm. and the riches are yours. Don't get in your way and don't let these words, these voices give you a list of what not to do before you get into that treasure. Don't do that. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food, in question of drink, in regard to festival, of new moon, of Sabbath. So then what do I do? How do I know what to eat? How do I know what to drink? Matthew 6 says, don't even worry about it. But what if I eat the wrong thing? What if I drink the wrong thing? What if I celebrate the wrong way? Don't even worry about it. If you're worrying about it, you're doing a to-do not list and you're focused on this, you're in the wrong. Get right with God on that. Apologize for your to-not list. Get back to the riches. Get back to his understanding. Get back to his knowledge. Like, but it's a train of thought, isn't it? We're so used to having our, our list. Our, this is what I don't do. Don't you see? God says, I don't want that. I want you here because when you're here, you're not thinking about your eating. You're not thinking about your drinking. And when you're here and you do eat something and you do drink something and you do celebrate something, you're here. So the person that's next to you here, they still see and glorify God Almighty as you are where you are right then and there. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting how God can use you as you are where you are as you sit before the throne of God. So much more, so much bigger than if you are holy over here, not doing your list and saying, well, here I am. Let me help you to the king. I don't do this. I'm holy enough to show you. It's disgusting. It's how we as old school Christians were spiritually raised. Anybody else raised that way? You do something, somebody's going to die and go to hell. You don't do something, somebody's going to die and go to hell. And you sit there and you think, well, what am I supposed to do? Scripture says, don't let anybody pass judgment on you. Scripture says, behold all riches. If we connect those two dots, it's as if it doesn't matter. It's as if as long as I am facing my Savior, Jesus Christ, my heart is right exactly where it needs to be. And it has nothing to do with this. God will use this. I guarantee God will use you despite your to not list. He will use you as your face is before the throne. Freedom. Do you feel freedom in that? Do you feel fear in that? It scared me to death when I first learned that. 
well, what do you mean? What do I hold on to? Where's my value? Who am I as a daughter of the king? Exactly that. You're a daughter loved by the king as you are where you are. And no longer do we have to set our attention on what I'm not doing. I can now just be me playing in the treasure chest of God Almighty with that little girl faith that we are told to have and we get to be used as we are. Fascinating. Freedom. Don't let anyone pass judgment on you. Verse 17, Colossians 2 says, These are a shadow. These are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. We put our focus on what's on the table. We put our focus on how we celebrate around the table. And this very passage is saying it's the substance, the heart that belongs to Christ. Don't you know, Jesus says, what goes into your mouth departs. Gross. Truth. We put so much emphasis on what comes in. Oh, can't do that. It's going away anyway. So don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. Don't do it. Behold God. And if you behold God and your heart is where God is, he can use you right then, right there. Be present in that situation. Let no one disqualify you. Insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffing themselves up without reason by his sensuous mind. Do you hear somebody talking next to you saying, but religion wants you to do this. You need to have this mentality. You need to do this thing. You need to not ever do that because I have a conviction in this. So if I have a conviction in this, then you need a conviction in this because we're both holy. No, no. And you go back to the riches. That's all you need to do. Let no one, verse 18, let no one disqualify you insisting on asceticism, uh, religious rules. And I'm going to leave that one as a question for you. Easy way to find an answer to that is look up the word asceticism. Look it up. We have, I have a feeling when we were doing our ask our questions and seek our answers, I have a feeling that was a question for some of us. What is asceticism? I'm not giving you the answer right here, right now. You're welcome. <laughs> seek. Dictionaries are good. Dictionaries are good. Look and see. Write your answer down. Because if you spend the time looking up the answer and you take the time to write the answer, you'll remember it a whole lot more. If I was just like, here's asceticism and it's just one more piece of knowledge gone when you walk out the door. But if you do research and you look at the definition of asceticism and you think about that and you pray about that and you put you, that word next to you and you see it before the treasure of God, perhaps there's something that's in you that is representing asceticism just a tiny bit. And God's saying, I want you to sharpen that. That's the jewel I want you to behold. Let's sit in the treasure in that. And right then and there, you just wrote your Bible study. Isn't that cool? How powerful and open the word of God is. He mentions worship of angels. People going on in detail about visions. 
be cautious with what you hear. We are in a world of YouTube. Be careful, sweet friend, what you listen to. Have wisdom. Have your Bible open on your lap as you seek answers via YouTube or whatever podcast. There's a lot out there. Have wisdom as to what you listen to. Some of these people are puffed up without reason, filled in their own mind. There are many people out there that want to disqualify you and that they want to take you away from all riches. They want to take you away from understanding, from the wisdom, from the knowledge of scripture. They want to take you away. They want to disqualify you with that. And they want you to come over here with them. And they want to be the head of your walk with God. Don't let that happen. First Corinthians four is a good study on people taking position of head wrongfully. Good study for those that need to know who is the head of the body? Jesus. Always Jesus. The answer is always Jesus. There are those, however, that sometimes want to open up this very treasure box and say, let me tell you what it says. Let me tell you what you need to hear. And it's not right. And I say that again. Not everything you hear that's said about this book is right. Sometimes it's focused on self and it's focused on elevating a man. Don't let that happen. There's warning in this passage. Verse 19 says, and they're not holding fast to the very head, capital H, from whom the whole body, me, you, the bride of Christ is nourished and knit together, we see that same phrase that we saw at the beginning of chapter two, from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, it grows with a growth that is from God, not from man, not from a church, not from a regulation, not from a religion, not from a form of worship, not from a form of vision, not from all these things that want to disqualify us from who, we are at the treasure of Christ. Verse 20, it says, if with Christ, if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, that's a rewording from earlier in this chapter, if that's a place where you need to sit and study. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Here's our question, why? May we stop this week and ask ourselves as we strive to live Colossians as we are where we are, why do I want to look at this passage, this specific passage of Colossians 2 and form a to not list? Did anybody else want to do that? We hear food and drink and celebrations, holiday seasons are before us. Sometimes people celebrate holidays differently. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we want to sit and figure out what is my celebration style? What am I going to do? What am I not going to do? What is their celebration style? What are they doing? What are they not doing? And we forget to look at this whole passage of scripture and the riches and we focus on self. Why? That's the question. 
we're being asked this week, why? If you are alive, which means you're living, which is our very steady, right? Living the word of God. If you are alive in Christ, why do you want it to not list? Why do you? What's your answer? Think about that. Fun self-evaluation homework for you. What is it in us that wants that? Or am I the only one that has ever wanted a box? Right? Clean lines are nice. Wanting to know where I belong. It's nice. It's comfortable. Colossians 3 tells us that we're hidden in the hands of God. We don't need a box. We need to be here. But how do I live if I'm sitting exactly? Martha complains about Mary sitting. And Jesus says, Mary did what? She chose the right thing. That was her living and her sitting. And in that, her very person showed who she was in Christ. Not because she had things to do. She had a list. She had her thing. It's because she was sitting where she knew she belonged. And in that, her life transformed within her without her doing any of it. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why? As if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. And in parentheses, chapter, verse 22 says these words, powerful words to contemplate as you self-evaluate this week. All of these things that we put on ourselves, that we allow others to put on us, are referring to things that all perish as they are being used. Every single one of them. You think of your finances, they're going to perish. You think of your mentality, it's going to perish. You think of your body and the regulations you want to put on your body, it's going to perish. You think of your family and the things that your family is known for, it's going to perish. Everything is going to perish. How is that for encouragement? (laughs) But the fact of the matter is everything that's going to perish is what we focus on. Those are the riches we seek. And we wonder why we get so frustrated with ourselves and why we fail and why we're not worthy to go into the treasure box of God because we're so busy in this riches over here of our mind, of our body, of our spirit, of our finances, of our marriage. And we're over here in knockoff jewelry. When God says, do you see my riches and how they glow just for you? Why do you do that? You have the answer. I do not. Talk about that with the Lord. Verse 22 finishes with these words. He quotes the do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These regulations are all according to human precepts. Every one of them is according to human teaching. Interesting. It's not scripture. Sometimes people twist scripture. They pull it out and say, well, here's the scripture that you need for your life to be better in Christ. Because I've seen this fail as they're you know, beam is sticking out of their eye. It's all human teaching. Truly, 
self-evaluate what teaching you're putting on yourself. And this might be something that you go to the throne today about and you stand up in full freedom and you're like, I never noticed that that was controlling me. I never noticed that I had this human thought process running my spiritual walk and you're like instantly free. Some of you may need a decade to work through and get this riches of human spiritual teaching and this riches of God and look at the two and be like, I see the difference. They look the same, but the weight and the value is so different. This one was weighing me down. This one causes me to sit, to stand, to walk, to live in who I am. And one by one, you disregard the human teaching and your eyes get set more and more on the very heart of God. Give yourself time if this is where you need to sit. We'll close with these words in verse 23 to finish the chapter. It says, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom. Interesting. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion, in promoting asceticism, in promoting severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek. Heavenly Father, we lay Colossians 2 before you and we sit before you in our self-evaluation. Lord God, there are some of us that have no idea what is in us, whether it's human teaching or self-made religion, or if it's you. Satan is so good at twisting and blinding our eyes from the riches that you have given to us so freely. Lord, may I pray in the name and the power of Jesus Christ that you cast out the blindness and that you open up our eyes to what is fake and what is real. There is gonna be different for each and every one of us but I pray that we'll grow in who we are to live in your newness and your beauty and not in that self-made image that is put on us by others, by ourselves, by religion, by life, by the world around us. I pray that you'll free us, wash us. I pray that you'll help us to behold all riches. And I pray that as we do so, as we are where we are, that you will use us in our innocence and in our purity before you to encourage that girlfriend beside us. What an honor it is to encourage one another. We thank you so much for the gift of girlfriends, for connecting us, knitting us together through the sweet love of Jesus Christ. And as it is in his name, we pray all these things. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online. If you need prayer, contact us at womeninseparable at gmail.com.